my husband and I are in the process of moving. We both work from home. We have two voracious pet birds, so we've, we're outgrowing this space. So we put together a list, our wish list, of what we wanted in a house to justify the enormity of moving, especially after 15 years. It needed a three-car garage because I'm married to a total car person. We wanted it to be in a certain neighborhood, so it was close to the things that we liked. We wanted to be quiet but walking distance to various things. We wanted it to have at least three bedrooms, and I've never owned a house with two bathrooms. So my fantasy was to have a second toilet. So it had to have two toilets. All these other things. And we looked at each other and we said, we're never finding this. So the years have gone by and went back to the list and doubled down on it. We found our house. The weirdest thing, we walked into this house and looked at each other and went, oh my God. And we just went down our mental list and it was check, 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 check. I noticed there was a coaster um, on the countertop and it, it had a picture of a Westie. And for those of you who don't know what a Westie is, it's like a little white Scotty. It's a white terrier. And I've only ever had one dog in my life, and it was that dog. So I looked at my husband and I said, he has a Westie. And my husband says, I guess we have to buy the house. Massive. Massive. Massively useful thing. Do you want to say anything about the lap pool, though? There is a lap pool, and so I didn't think that would ever, ever happen. My husband describes having a pool as a boat in reverse. It's a waste of space. He said the only way we are ever going to get a pool, I adore swimming, and it, uh, and I don't do it as often. He said the only way I will ever allow a house with a pool is if it is a single lane lap pool. And what does this house have? A single lane lap pool, because of course it does. So pool party at my house, just give me some time to move in. I'm Tina Robinson. And I'm Meg Buzzy. And our massively useful thing for today is... Manifestation. Manifestation. Made very popular a few years ago by The Secret. The Secret or The Circle? Or both? Or, I mean, there has been so much psychopop babble around manifestation and the secret everyone knows it i mean i can just hear our listeners maybe even rolling their eyes law of attraction right Mm -hmm. right so how how does this really work is there anything we can actually do to manifest what we want in our lives and is it actually possible to bring these things into reality for us there is something that goes on in our brains when we start focusing on what we want. My background originally was in evolutionary theory. So I learned a lot about human brains and the early human brain. And it probably won't come as a surprise to know that one thing our brains are just exquisite at is making patterns. We see patterns around us all the time. We're great pattern makers. It's one of the things that makes humans as smart as we are. And there is a psychological effect called the Botter-Meinhof effect. And you can look it up and and maybe I'll spell it after the podcast. Sounds German. (laughs) It is. It's very German. Botter-Meinhof basically says that our pattern-making brains are always operating. And that it basically is that um, idea of you learn a new vocabulary word or you see a new kind of car or something captures your attention. And once it does, you begin to see it everywhere on TV, out in the street, on billboards. You hear other people talking about it. Has this happened to you before? You see the house on Redfin. 
<laughs> the house of your dreams just appears on Redfin. It just shows up one day. And what really happened is that it's it's there have been many, many houses that have been showing up for many, many years that we have looked at many, many times. But our eye, as we focused more deeply on what we wanted, our eyes became much better at quickly identifying when all those angels danced on the pinhead, when all those patterns finally intersected in exactly the right way. The way I know my brain works is when I start noticing something, it's, I hope, usually something that I like. So maybe there's a type of car I see out in the world. Maybe I've decided um, I really want a yellow Mini. And I start seeing that yellow Mini everywhere. It's on the street. It's in the dealership. I see it on TV or maybe it's in a movie. I notice it. My kid starts talking about yellow cars. And I know the way my brain works seeds that vision of what I want into my subconscious. So this is a literal thing that happens when you state the need or you see the thing. So I said out loud, oh, I want a yellow mini and I start seeing it appear everywhere. I'm using my brain to define what it is and then using my imagination to flesh out what would it feel like to have that car. So you're starting by articulating. As we do on our podcast, we take what might feel a little esoteric, in this case, manifestation. What on earth is that? Is it science? Is it woo-woo? Is it a combination of the two? We're going to make that real for you. Do you want to talk about a yellow mini or do you want to talk about the king size bed that you and I were having some fun with? Not... Whoa. 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 Okay. As Protection a, of minor children. Right. Design the alliance. Just kidding. <laughs> we were having fun talking about a king size bed as an example of manifestation. So the Robinson sisters are uh, getting very adept at calling in exactly the material possessions they want. So tell us about how your sister found this car. My sister recently accepted a new job and she was negotiating severance from her previous job. And she was waiting for this amount of money. And I said, well, what do you have that money earmarked? And she said, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. She goes, I'm going to buy a minivan. Her son has physical disabilities. And she wanted a very specific minivan that could be equipped with a chair that allows for easy so transfer. All the, all the ADA compliance. All the stuff ADA that needs compliance. To to it. Go so right it's... from wheelchair or stroller right into the minivan. All that stuff. So that's a specific detailed ask. That's that's a really concrete thing she needs. So I said, okay, you know what? We're going to manifest the shit out of this. And, and that's a technical term. Yeah. So that's what we do as coaches. We manifest the shit out of things. So on your behalf. Said, okay, I want you to get super specific. I want you to start imagining the model, the year, the make, what color is it? What does it feel like to be inside of it? So she articulated... Step one, what she wanted. She wanted a minivan. And now she's imagining and inhabiting. So she's imagining what it looks like, what it smells like, what it feels like to be in it. There's an important thing here about feeling like you have it already. So it's sort of future casting for yourself in so much detail. It feels and tastes real to you almost sensually so it's like how does the upholstery feel under your skin and what's this does it have the new car smell and what kind of key fob is it really bring it into your life as if as if it has already been that includes sort of your interior feelings about it like does it feel good and comfortable 
do you feel secure in the knowledge that your kid is going to be safe in this car? Really great point about being present with it, imagining yourself already having it. That's one of the most important things to remember is you want it to be specific. You want it to be passionate. You want to really want this thing and you want it to be present. So be very mindful and be very in the now rather than if only I could have this minivan, I effin have this minivan and here's how it feels to drive it. That shift in mindset is so important because if we look at all of our human brains are essentially the same and we're all pattern recognition music, museums. We're all pattern recognition machines. And if you look at the Bader-Meinhof effect, all it says is when you start noticing something, you will continue to notice it and it will build on the noticing and you'll suddenly start seeing it everywhere. Well, then there's a piece about what is your mindset about what pattern you're seeing? Because you could look at the minivan everywhere that's popping up and say, woe is me, woe is me. Look, everyone else has this minivan, but not me. Or you could look at it as Look at all these opportunities now that are coming up from for this minivan to be in my life. And I just want to make best use of these opportunities every time I see this van. And you're also preparing your mind and almost creating some new neural pathways so that when that opportunity presents itself, you're ready to grab it. It's almost like you're greasing the skids so that when the opportunity presents itself, you jump at it and you don't hesitate sort of what we did with our house. We In 48 hours, we went from looking at the house to securing our finances, getting pre-approved, being countered on our original offer and having a signed offer in 48 hours. Part of that is because there's work going on under the surface of your consciousness. So when you say, I want this house with a lap pool, you're also underneath that, seeding the ground in your mind, like you said, to receive that thing. Exactly. And uh, and also you're getting rid of a lot of the doubts that might slow you down. So when my so my sister she did what I said because I'm the older sister and I know everything. So she started to really think about it and she identified exactly what she wanted. She calls me a few weeks later and she goes, "Guess how much I got in severance?" And I said, "You got exactly how much you need, right?" And she goes, "I got exactly how much I needed." So it got even better. So she continued she started she was test driving next thing i know she's talking to my husband the car person asking should she buy her friend's two-year-old minivan that's exactly what she wants and my husband just says uh yeah so she's driving a 2018 all the bells and whistles van that was exactly what she wanted for exactly as much money as she had and that my friends is the power of paying attention to the pattern so she articulated I want a van. She imagined in very specific detail what that van looked like, felt like, smelled like. Then she inhabited it. So she rode around in this van in her head as well as literally. She test drove this. She made it physically real, sensually real as much as possible. And then she was opening, she was open to receiving. And that's almost the most critical part of this as you said, being very open to the opportunities because they may not always present themselves so literally. It's so unpredictable, yeah. You have to see these patterns as opportunities to lean into the material world, okay? And explore all the possible means by which that thing could come in, could come into your life. She'd had no idea that a friend of hers was going to say, oh, do you just want our van? 
it completely took her by surprise. And if she had only been focused on buying it from a dealer or only focused on, I'm going to get this off of Craigslist, she would have closed herself off to the possibility that it might come from her network. And she wouldn't have talked about it with her friends, which wouldn't have, which would have prevented this from happening. So when we think about how could these potential opportunities come to us, how could this material thing that we want, that we want to manifest and bring into the real world in real life, how does that happen if you're not open enough to the possibility it could come in ways you don't expect? I love that point. So it really is a chance to also examine what limiting beliefs you have. Now, Here's the thing. I'm not saying everybody go out and buy a scratch-off ticket, and if you concentrate enough on this scratch-off ticket, you're going to win a million dollars. But what I am saying is your own beliefs about how you receive and how things can come to you is also going to flavor what ends up happening. So Tina's going to take me through it, and uh, then we're just going to start a countdown of how long till I get it. (gasps) We could actually have an update. We could. On future podcasts. So wait, does that mean I have to ask for a minivan? I actually do like minivans. I think once I hit like 38, I was like, all right, minivans, I'm okay with it. Yeah, what is it about minivans? I think they're weirdly practical and yet incredibly unsexy. Right, exactly. They have all the gigas that I would want in a car. Like, I like all the stuff like, oh, I, my kid has a cup holder, so I don't have to blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I get completely taken in by that stuff. Oh, I, don't, I don't even have kids, and I sort of want one, because I just want a car that the doors can slide open. Every, yeah, the doors slide open. It can fit anything. Nobody messes with you on the road, because they assume there's kids in there. Yeah. So, Meg, let's make manifesting real as a massively useful thing. So first step is articulate. What can you articulate as something you want to call into your life? Yes, so I've I've really been thinking about that a lot. And I want to start by saying, I'm at a place right now where I feel really in touch with what I do have. And I feel super grateful. So my platform that I'm going to shoot off this rocket of desire for from rocket of desire rocket of desire um really I, i'm starting from a place of feeling quite rich in relationships and community and work i love and i really want a piece of land ooh that's really good i was hoping you would say something because i was feeling shallow for celebrating that i have a lap pool so i'm really <laughs> glad that you, there is something physical that you want. A piece of land. Okay, so you articulated, I I want a piece of land. How do you turn that into present tense? Right. So I have territory already, and I'm looking to make it more real in the world. So you have land. So in my mind, I do. In your mind, you have land. You have a piece of land that you can call yours. What does this land look like? As I imagine it, it's a place where all of the people I love can gather from all over. And it's also a place where I can host events or just individuals. And it's also a studio place. And by that, I mean, when I imagine it, there's workshops, there's activity, there's creation happening on this land. Mm. So this land is serving a community purpose, a creative purpose, 
a personal purpose. Woods, desert, beach, plains. Yeah, I've thought I've thought a lot about this, you know. Near water, near mountains. I used to think for a long time that it was woods, and I grew up in Pennsylvania and grew up in the woods, playing in the woods. And so I've had this desire in me for this piece of land for many decades and always thought that it would be somewhere near the woods. But now that I'm older and now that I've moved out here to the West Coast, one of the things that I've been very drawn to is the desert and specifically things that feel like there's just a lot of earth. There's just a lot of grounding. And so I don't know for sure what the place looks like, but there's mountains and maybe there's trees too, but there's definitely mountains and there's definitely a sense of wide open expansiveness, Mm. which doesn't say to me in the middle of a forest. What's it like at night? Mm, What do you hear at night? Yeah. So at night, it's going to be very, very still, except for the rustling of animals. Um, Maybe there's locusts or crickets or who knows, but otherwise pretty still, no traffic. And visually, I want to be somewhere where you can really see the night sky. Mm. So even with the two minutes that you were just doing that, you made it so much more real by saying you want to be in the desert, near mountains, far enough away that you don't hear traffic. You want to be able to see the night sky. It's almost like you have this GPS that is starting to triangulate where this could be. Oh, yeah, because really, I'm open to it being anywhere. I would like it to be close enough to a major city that it's not difficult, that it's not more than like a three hour drive to get some to get to where it is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from a major hub. What does it feel like when you are there? Mm, The first thing I thought of was dropped in. And when I say that, I mean, I feel really present the second I get there. It feels like really anchored, like quiet, like there's some structure that's going to hold me. There's some heavy building, like maybe it's made of concrete or adobe, and it's really cool and quiet inside. And everything's just sort of coming up from the ground. I feel magnetically drawn to it. Mm, That's really good. So as you continue to visualize this, as you continue to both imagine and inhabit this, you could start to look for pictures. You could go on to Pinterest. You could go and start to look at interiors and start to put together a collection of visualizations that go, yeah, I like that. Like an inspiration board. An inspiration board or a vision board. And I know you've made them, I've made them, but to continue to inhabit this space, to continue to imagine it, what does the furniture look like? What does, what colors are on the walls? What kinds of fabrics do you use? How many bedrooms? How many people could stay there? Yeah, when you said that, it made me think that the emotional response I want to have when I enter this territory is this relief that I can just show up however I am and the space is ready for me to create something in. That's exactly what I felt you doing there. It was very weird as I'm sitting here watching you visualize this. I just had this feeling of she's going to drive there from Los Angeles and 
navigate traffic. And when she gets in, she's going to just take off her jacket or her headphones or whatever and just exhale and have this big sigh of relief. And you just did that. Yeah. And there's this sense of like, people are going to come from all over there to make cool shit. And one thing I noticed is that, like I was telling you, I've, I've had this dream for a long time. And, but it's only recently in the last couple years that I've been willing to tell anybody about it. Cause I really kept it to myself for a long time. So a big risk for me was saying it out loud when someone else was in the room. But what I found when I started to do that again, just recently, then people come out of the woodwork saying, Oh, I sell property in the desert or, Mm -hmm. um, Oh, my family used to live in the desert or I know someone who knows the homeowners association in such and such a desert community. Um, so that's, that's been just starting to bubble or we should go there for the weekend. And where are you? You're traveling. Yeah, actually, I'm actually going to, to the desert this coming week. I'm going to Arizona. Well, look at that. Yes. So, so be on the lookout. I've never, I've never been to Sedona before. So perhaps there are magical magnetic ley lines that will draw me to some inevitable spot. Well, and when you're in Sedona, you can imagine. So continue to imagine and inhabit. It's almost like, okay, try this one on. This isn't your jacket, but here's a jacket that you may like. Well, so going back to this idea that were these pattern machines, one thing we could build on with the process you talked about of articulating and adding detail to some to your your dream is also this idea of this experiment or R&D that you can do mm-hmm. where you're like if I want a territory I better visit a bunch of ter- desert territories and find out which ones feel good. Exactly. And by doing that discovery, there may be all these other little discoveries that spin off of that. We had to look at a lot of houses. We had to put offers on other houses. We had to explore other neighborhoods. We had to live in multiple houses. Ooh, you had to live in your house long enough to get tired of it, too. And we had to live in our house long enough to outgrow it. Sort of like the hermit crab having to move into something larger. We had to have enough pain in staying where we are to finally be open and receptive enough to moving to where we were meant to be. Can I reframe that for you for a second? Yeah. Instead of pain, what if it's just you had to notice enough of a contrast between what you wanted and what you were what you had? I like that. Pain was it wasn't the right word even when I said it. It's almost like we had to have enough hunger. Mm. We had to be hungry enough to do something about it rather than just keep it in wishful thinking land. Wow, I think that's a good little flavor to add to this too is that idea of really getting in touch with the want with the desire and with the hunger for the thing because it's not enough to just off the top be like oh yeah that yellow mini it deserves to be mine it's more like well what does it mean to you why do you want it so much when you're ready though because you've done all of the manifesting work when it finally presents itself to you that the the dress rehearsals for that fuller manifestation. Mm, I like that metaphor of dress rehearsal, like be ready for the real thing when it comes. And in the meantime, do this, do this discovery, do these experiments, whatever you want to call it, try it on. And, and it takes some patience. And it's not, 
an online ordering system and it's not Amazon Prime. So what was the timeline? I mean, how long have you and your husband been talking about picking another house? 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) Right. When we moved into our house and we said, okay, there's one bathroom and this is our third house we've owned together with one bathroom. And I looked at him and I said, I want to have secrets between us. (laughs) I really want to go back to just imagining what we looked like throwing up. I'm challenging you to start putting together a vision board. That's our challenge to each other. And that's our challenge to you, too. If you have something that you've been really longing for and you want to amplify it, you want to give this dream a little extra boost from dream or wishful thinking into something that's more in real life, we would encourage you to say it out loud or say it, share it with someone you trust and begin to sort of refine it, hang that detail on it. And, ha- and have fun with it. Last thought of the day. Think of yourself as having it. Oh, well, you, you do have it. You have land. I have a house. My sister has a minivan. We're all happy. I'm Tina Robinson. I'm Meg Buzzy, and this has been Massively Useful Thanks. See you next time. Thing. Raw, 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 creative. Ding.